Welcome to Healthy Wealthy You, where we'll continue to explore all aspects of functional medicine and good health. We'll help you find the tools to become the best version of yourself. Now, here is your host, Dr. Camille Vardy. Welcome back to Healthy Wealthy You. This is Dr. Camille, and I'm really excited about today's topic. So if you'd like to call in with a question or a comment, I would love to talk to you today. Our number is 866-472-5792. Now, in our first few shows, there was a lot of science. There was a lot of data. Um, I really tried to give you some tools uh, to talk about specific ways that you could change your health. Um, but today I want to talk to you about how to bring about those changes because all of that is meaningful if you feel like you don't have the time, the energy, the bandwidth, the direction to make those changes. Now, it's one thing to tell you about the benefits of oxygen and sleep and sunshine, but we have to get it into your busy life um, and we have to make it work for you. So here's one thing I do know, where your mind goes, your life will follow. Where your mind goes, your life will follow. So the key is, the first key is to inspire your mind. To change your life, you need to change your mind. And changing your mind is something that you can do in a single moment. You can do it waiting in line at the grocery store. You can do it in the shower. You can do it as you're falling asleep at night. So to help inspire you, I'm going to start today with a beautiful story by my favorite children's author, Kobe Yamada. Now, this story is not just for kids, so bear with me. I think there are things here that we all need to hear again and again. This story is called Finding Muchness, How to Add More Life to Life. You are bursting with promise, potential, and possibility. You have so much to give and so much to offer. This is your life. This is your time. This is your chance to do everything you have wanted to do. Live bravely. Care deeply. Share freely. Get the most out of each shining moment. It'll fill your life with love and stuff your days with wonder because when you willingly throw yourself into everything you do, that's when you come alive. That's when the magic sparks. Dream until it's true. Believing it's possible is an essential part of making it so. Take the biggest step you can toward what you want. Then from there, take another step. If you want something new, try something new. Create what you wish existed. Our greatest obstacles are often ourselves. If you think you can't, you probably won't. But if you think you can, you most likely will. Lose yourself in what you love and find yourself there too. 
If in doubt, love more. The heart is much like a balloon. The fuller it becomes, the more it wants to fly. It isn't, it isn't, it isn't, until it is. Determination creates its own possibilities. How you do one thing is how you do everything. And anything worth doing is worth doing well. Effort is a path to achievement, and more importantly, to improvement. You can do whatever you are willing to practice. Worrying uses your imagination to create things that you don't want. Your mind will create what you feed it. So feed it hope, feed it love, feed it truth. Don't ever give up on yourself. We often regret what we didn't do much more than what we did. Risk caring deeply. Risk looking foolish. Choose courage over comfort. Stand up for what you believe, even if your legs are shaky. Being brave and being afraid often occur at the same time. Remember to be gentle with yourself. Deep breaths are like little love notes to your body. Be generous. Some of the best things you'll ever get are what you give. Know the value of being there for someone else. Doing good and feeling good are connected. Be kind to everything that lives. Gratitude is the secret to happiness. When you're grateful, you find so much more for which to be grateful. Don't wait for things to be simpler, easier, or better. Life will always be complicated. Learn to be happy now and know that no matter the time or the day, it will always be now. Life is like a playground. Don't forget to play. Add to the world's wonder. Remember that you have so much within you and so many gifts to share. Your life can be everything you've hoped for and so much more. So again, that story is called Finding Muchness by Kobe Yamada. And I want to talk about some of the themes of of that today. And if you'd like to call in, I'd love to talk to you about it. It's, it's, it's really one of my favorite stories and um, a big source of inspiration for me at many times in life. Um, so let's start with, you're bursting with promise, potential, and possibility. It can be so easy to forget that with the demands of the day, with the habits we've created for ourselves and also um, with the reality of the choices that we have made for ourselves. Sometimes, sometimes leads us, life leads us in places that we didn't intend. And, um, you know, we end up in situations that, that, that feel really challenging, that feel like we're boxed in, that feel like traps, but we have, we have to find our way out. It's our only life. So remember where your mind goes, your life will follow. So the first step is to tap tap back into that potential and that possibility. 
if you're here, if you're listening to this podcast, it's because you're striving for something better, tools to step higher, to move forward, and all of that is already in you. So take a moment and connect back into that spark, into that magic. It'll come to you in the quiet moments when you clear that busyness out of your mind. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to be sitting alone, meditating on a mountain to feel that spark. That can happen in a moment when you look at your child's face. It can happen making dinner for your family. It can happen talking to a good friend. But that spark, like lighting a match, can happen in a single moment if we clear out the noise. Now, where does that spark, that magic comes from? It comes from doing something we love, something we're passionate about, the things that give our life meaning. And that can be big or small. We just have to allow the magic in. Um, It can be doing something big in the community. It could be just tucking our child into bed. But whatever it is that gives us that magic and that spark, we need to feel it all the time, every day. Now, in the reality of day-to-day life, we can let that spark go out. We forget who we are in the world and what really makes it meaningful for us and for the people that are closest to us. So one of the ways that keeps that spark alive is to really take the time to identify it, to know who we are in the world, and, and just as importantly, who we are not. So figure out who you are and say no to everything that isn't that. Now, that was one of the most important things that I've ever learned. Many years ago, I took a time management seminar, and it was the usual blah, blah. But one thing that really struck me wasn't something they were actually trying to teach me, but it was something that it made me think about. They were talking about how if you have a project and you need to get a huge amount of stuff done, say, in the next six months, you can't just la-la along and hope you hit the target. You need to figure out where you want to be in six months and work backward. So where do you need to be in five months and in four months and in three months, et cetera? So what that made me think about was, what if I did that for my whole life? What if I said, this is who I want to be on the day that I die? whether it's five years from now or 50 years from now? What if I really knew who that was and stripped away everything else? And that moment was really a turning point for me because before that, I had a terrible time with trying to do it all, trying to say yes to everyone, trying to please everyone. And then I would take on too much. I wouldn't get done what I needed to do, not for myself and not for anyone else. I would end up disappointing people, frustrating the people that I'd make promises to, and it was a really big mess. So I mentioned once before that I've known since I was 13 years old that I wanted to study health, that I wanted to learn as much as I could from the best people I could and share what I learned. So for me, it was kind of easy to figure out that priority, and I was just going to say no to everything else that didn't support that and didn't allow for that, whether directly or indirectly. Now, that was just one piece. That's the professional piece. There were personal goals I had there too. But it really, in that moment, 
helped clarify a lot of things in life, and magic happened for me. I started to say no to a lot of things that I normally would have said yes to. Almost immediately, it just so happened, an acquaintance of mine who's a singer told me that she was organizing a show to benefit the rainforest, and could I help? Well, normally, I would have wanted to have helped a good friend. Um, and, you know, how do you say no to a cause like the rainforest? Okay, but with my new insight, I was able to say, you know, that's a great cause, but it's not my cause. I wish you all the best with it. I'm happy to buy a couple of tickets and come to the show, but no, I can't help out. And that was just the first time of many that I learned to say no. And that has saved me so much time and energy in life. And it's helped me to do a better job of fulfilling what is my potential, what is my promise. It's steered 10,000 decisions that I've made since then about when to say no and when to say yes. Um, Because I got really clear on what my legacy is in the world, what I want the end of my life to look like, whether it's in five years or 50. This is what I want to make my life mean. This is my spark, and this is my magic, and this is what I want to be remembered for. And the clarity of that was one of the best gifts that I have ever given to myself. Now, here's another piece of that. It also gave me a context for the bad times in life, too, for the things that didn't go my way, that didn't happen for me in the way that I had hoped because I was able to say, well, maybe this isn't the most direct path that I would have chosen. Maybe this is an obstacle I hadn't expected, but I still know where the end point is. I just need to rethink the direction. Um, maybe it's going to be a really circular route to get there. Um, and I just need to find that path again. I wasn't just lost and confused. Well, at least not as much as I might have been otherwise because I still knew my priorities. I knew what I had to hold on to. And sometimes in hard times, we just have to break it down into getting through today. Um, They say, if you're feeling dizzy, literally dizzy, and the room is spinning, find a spot in the room to focus your eyes on and just keep your focus on that one spot until your brain adjusts. And for me, legacy works in that way. It's the clarity that in hard times, that's where I focus. That's where I put my eyes. And when life is making me lose my bearings, that's what helps me get my bearings back. Now, something like that can be as simple as taking your child or your spouse in your arms and knowing that is your anchor in the storm. So whatever it is for you, I I wish that for you. I hope you can find that focus. Um. We're going to take a quick break here. Um, I I love this topic. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to call. I'd love to see what thoughts you have. Let's talk. So again, if you have a question or comment, call me at 866-472-5792 and stay tuned. There's a lot more to say. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Healthy Wealthy You will help you find the tools to become the best version of yourself. We'll explore all aspects of well-being, nutrition, lifestyle, fitness, mental health, relationships, family, work, finances. It's you living your best life. No matter what your current health or life obstacles, we want to help you cross that bridge to your new life. Our experience with food, nutrition, supplements, functional medicine, specific health issues, and every aspect of what it means to be truly healthy will provide something for every level of interest, bringing new twists on what you already know. We'll help you figure out why you haven't achieved your goals and learn strategies to help you create a personal approach that finally works for you. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Welcome back to Healthy Wealthy You. If you have questions for Dr. Camille or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. Now, back to the show with Dr. Camille. Welcome back. This is Dr. Camille, and we're talking about creating the life we want. Um, just before the break, we were talking about finding your way in the hard times. I love the saying, fall down 10 times, stand up 11. And I know that's hard. As one, fo- as one friend puts it, she says, I am so tired of being tired. But stand up 11 speaks to resilience. And resilience is one of the most important aspects of life. For a long time in the field of psychology, they had what's known as the trauma scale. It was especially used for measuring people's childhood traumas, and it was a way of predicting how well or poorly a person might do in life. But then, more recently, they came up with a companion scale called the resilience scale, and I love that. The traits that a person might have or the support systems that they have in life they might, that might help them overcome the traumas and lead to success. I think it's just a brilliant thing to bring into the conversation because obstacles are always going to come up and our ability to navigate them, to stand up 11, is going to help you keep that spark of who you are. Now, the resilience test has you rate certain statements about how you respond to challenges. But most importantly, here are the things that it measures. First of all, resilience is measured by our ability to adapt to circumstances. Can we roll with the punches? Can we adapt both mentally and emotionally? Can we take negatives and turn them into positives? Can I redirect the situation so that it turns out with the best possible outcome? Can we handle contradictions? And oh, in our crazy world, our complex world, there are so many contradictions. 
Can we handle uncertainty? The scale measures our ability to take in new or unexpected experiences and facilitate being changed by them. Can we ask, what is the lesson here? What early clues did I ignore? The next time a certain thing happens, will I be able to do it differently? And how? The resilience test also looks at our expectations. Do we feel optimistic? Do we expect things to turn out well? I like the saying, all's well that ends well. And if it isn't well right now, well, then maybe it's not the end. Resilience looks at self-confidence. Are we sure of our strengths? Can we act on those strengths when we need to in the moment without waiting for approval from others? Can we feel confident to move forward, relying on ourselves because we value our past successes, even when there's uncertainty about the outcome? Do we have solid resources in our lives? That goes a lot to resilience. Do we know ourselves well enough to know what our skills are and how we can rely on them? And do we know where we are not knowledgeable, where we're not strong, and when we need to reach out to others? Do we have the people in our lives to whom we can reach out? Have we taken the time to build relationships? to build community, family, friends, even professional contacts that we can turn to when we don't have the knowledge and skills ourselves. Um, And family, friends, and community don't happen overnight. It, it, It means putting in the time, making those people a priority over time so that they're there for us in the hard times. They can, they can help us with their time, their skills, but also just to be there emotionally, to talk things through, to help us when we need to sort things out, or just to be quiet with us so that we don't feel alone when we need to feel our feelings. And resilience is very much about feeling those feelings. Can we face them? Can we face us a crisis of self-confidence or self-worth? Can we honestly face the whole range of human emotion? Fear, grief, loss, anger, betrayal, or even love, which is scary for some people. Do we have the empathy to create close relationships? Can we see other people's viewpoints, even people that we don't agree with? that we see as adversaries? Can we create win-win situations when there are conflicts? Can we care about how they see us in healthy ways? Not so much that it invalidates who we are or that we let them guide our lives, but um, enough that we could take valid feedback and even criticism and use it to become better, to make our lives better. Can we trust our own intuition? Do we have the ability to pay attention and trust subtle information? Can we think critically when something feels false or bad? Can we follow a feeling that's good or bad for us in the moment when logic or facts aren't available? 
Can we really follow the course of what's best for us and for those we love? Can we still find joy throughout it all? Can we be playful and curious? Can we keep the magic? Can we keep the spark? Can we keep the passion? Can we hold our direction and our legacy even when things are hard? Now, these are the things that go into resilience, and this is um, what carries us through life. Um, I see, oh, by the way, we have a caller. We have Marsha from Arizona on hold. So, Marsha, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what's coming up for you as we talk about spark and magic and resilience. Well, Marsha, are you there? You and yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, Hi. I thought we Hello, had a caller. Hello. Okay. Hi, Hi. Marsha. Hi. This- Yeah. Hi, Dr. Vardy. Uh, Thank you so much for having this conversation and this topic. It really hits home. (laughs) Um, I I love this title, and especially at the beginning with finding your muchness. Um, You know, this was a particular topic that I struggled with. Um, You know, I, I believe in having a happy, fulfilled life. I think one of my biggest problems is um, finding the purpose, what's purposeful for myself, uh, being able to not try to take on everything of the world or knowing when to say no. Uh, and I, I especially loved earlier when you explained that, you know, that was one of your challenges as well, because when you're taking on, uh, you know, you're not saying no, you're, you're letting not only yourself down, but others as well. Uh, how did you necessarily move past that? Well, one of the things is, is to recognize, you know, I always come from being a biologist, right? To recognize that we have a deep-seated biological survival need to be accepted. Like, if you think, you know, 5,000 years ago when, you know, People were living in fairly wild circumstances. If you didn't have your tribe, if you didn't have your community, if you didn't have your network of people, you couldn't survive. You couldn't get enough food. You couldn't keep yourself safe. So so maintaining that connection and, and that community comes on a really deep, deep survival level. So so the the drive to say yes to people the drive to be connected with people to to do what makes them happy really gets us on a survival level so i think for me one of the things is to take a moment and stop and think you know am i just reacting out of stress am i just reacting out of the emotion of like you know oh you know, am I am I afraid of how this person's going to react? Am I afraid that I'm going to lose them? Am I, you know, uh, am I am I on some like subconscious level acting on a survival thing, or is this really what's meaningful for me? Is this person that's asked, making this request someone that's that's important to who I am in my life? For, are they important to me as a person? 
to my family, to the people I love, to who I want to be in the world, and, you know, evaluate that request on on that kind of level. And that, that you know, that kind of sounds like a big thing that you have to think out in the beginning, but, but it, it really becomes second nature to you the more you know yourself and, and the more clear you are on, on who you are in the world. After a while, it becomes automatic. And after a while, we teach the people around us what kind of questions we're going to say yes to. So after a while, they just stop asking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, that's really good. Thank you. So basically, <laughs> just ask, you know, evaluate where this person is in my life and or uh, try to figure out if, if this is going to, you know, make, do I feel happy about this? Yeah. Um, thank you for that. Yeah. No, we, we forget that we have a right to be happy sometimes when we're all caught up in like, oh, my God, I have this list of stuff that I got to get done. So, yeah, yeah I found happy. myself just being I've found myself in a lot of situations in my past where I'm just, I don't know if you call it people pleasing, uh, but, you know, I genuinely like to help people, okay? Uh, that is one of my gifts, I believe, but I found myself in the past of not saying no enough, and then I just, I, I'm I'm drained. I, I lack energy, and what I once was interested in doing, I no longer became interested in doing it anymore. And then, you know, I, I just start. I started to see that certain things was taking. Uh, um, you know, it, it was. It was uh, it was like a cause and effect, I guess. You know, certain things in my life was taking a back seat. You know, I have kids. Um, you know, even with finances, you know, I would do things for people and <laughs> not necessarily always get paid for it. But uh, I realized after after a certain point and with time, as we age, it just it just it just started to take a toll. And and uh, I, I I see how it can really affect. A human being. <laughs> so, I really appreciate you bringing this up, and this is something that I can, I can uh, evaluate and work on. Work hard, you know. I guess getting in the mirror and saying no. <laughs> so, it's a really no, good know. word. It's a really good word. And uh-huh. you know, I, I, I really want to just comment on something you said, where you said, "I'm a good person." I think. And, and that really stood out to me, Marcia, because, because I, I mean, even just in this phone call, I think everybody listening can tell you're a good person and, and how, how much you try and how hard you work at doing good for the community, for your children, for your family. Um, you know, that comes through in just this few minutes of conversation. So, Trust that you are a good person and trust that inside that you're always going to do the right thing. Sometimes we just, you know, we all, we all constantly, it never ends, need to figure out what that good thing is. But the better you know yourself and, and you keep that spark inside you of who you are and, and what you're meant to be in this world, you know, the the more confidence you're going to have about what to say yes and what to say no to. 
Oh my gosh, you're gonna make me tear up. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> well, me too. I'm so glad you called. Thanks so much for calling, Marcia. Is there, is oh, there anything you. else you want to say? It's a great show, by the way. Thank oh, you. thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for bye-bye. calling. All right, bye bye. Well, that was really that was really nice. And if any of the rest of you want to call in, I'm really inspired to hear from you. So, um, so we were talking about resilience and. Um, um, and, you know, and this is perfect. This is a perfect um, thought to what Marsha was saying about how keeping the spark and keeping the passion is so important. Now, I know for me, um, you know, my equivalent of for that is, you know, I, I've, I've said it a couple of times how, um, you know, for 20 years, I didn't have five minutes to myself because I was so involved with my patients and my practice and, and my life and, all you know, family and all the things. And but somehow in all of that, because I was doing something I really loved, no matter how I was feeling and no matter how exhausted I was or troubled by something that was happening, I would always find that like I'd go to work and I'd get to the treatment room. And as soon as I got started with my first patient, it would all fall away from me because I'd get so caught up in the thing that I love. And, and for me, I, 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 I have the privilege of doing something I love every day. And I really wish that for you. And let's see if in the course of today's show, in the course of other shows to come, if, if we can help you figure out um, little by little how to make those changes. And please know, by the way, that for me, I mean, it's a constant process for me, too. I'm still growing and changing. And, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of it's sort of life. Uh, one of my favorite people um, who's influenced me tremendously, a mentor, he, he calls it, he calls life our curriculum, you know, kind of like in school that, you know, like we should always be growing and changing and, and, you know, always, always adding to life. So um, one thing that came in our story earlier from Kobe Yamada um, was that um, he said, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And it's so true. And, and it, you know, these things spill over into every area of our lives. Life is made up of a million choices, small ones that we make every day, choices that move us forward or backward or keep us frozen in place, choices that hold the spark or put it out, choices that, that decide who we become and what we do with this one precious life. So what we, what we do in one area, that's how we do everything. If we have trouble facing our emotions, it carries over into our personal lives. It carries over into our professional lives, our ability to maintain relationships, to build community, and to build resilience. Now, it's easy to hold on to past trauma, especially the trauma of childhood that goes into shaping us. It's easy to steer away from certain situations, certain emotions. We want to keep ourselves safe. That's a completely natural thing. That's being wise. If there's been danger before, stay away from the danger. If you've, been, if you've burned yourself on the stove, it makes sense not to touch that hot stove again. But life isn't always that simple. Sometimes we might have been burned in a relationship and we close ourselves off and avoid them, or we try to avoid at least what we think are similar situations. We may be in a 
relationship and then simply just not trust the person, not be in it fully. We might expect them to betray us or to fail us. And we either miss out on the fullness of that relationship or we go along in life just in general, missing out on a lot. Sometimes that person even gives up on us because we were only in it halfway. They may leave us and betray us, which just proves that we shouldn't have trusted. Self-fulfilling prophecy. This is where we need to use our discernment, and that can be hard to do, especially when we have felt that our well-being and even our survival has been threatened, especially at a young age. Those survival hormones, like I was talking about with Marcia, those survival hormones, those stress hormones kick in, and we can't think of anything else. But we need to discern. We need to calm that stress and face those fears, face those emotions, and really know whether that person is a hot stove or whether that's just our fear. There's the saying, don't be afraid of the paper tiger. We have to know in a situation whether it's a real tiger and we should run or whether our fears are just as flimsy as paper. That's where knowing ourselves, trusting our intuition can be all important. It helps us with that discernment. It helps us to recognize what is real and what might just be our response to something in the past. We can borrow from 12-step programs. It's important to take inventory, to really take an honest and deep look at ourselves, our strengths, our faults, and especially our reactions, and then to look at it again and again. Because the reality is that we are who we are, and we can change that in small ways, but our true nature has to be reckoned with. When I was in my late 20s, I had a huge insight into something important that happened in my childhood. And it was a really pivotal insight, really life-changing. And I thought, okay, I have myself all figured out. I see my childhood and my parents and I know what shaped me and why I behave the way I do. And then I went along for a few years, really happy with my breakthrough until I hit a rough patch, a relationship that ended. And then I realized, oh, I had tied up that insight into a pretty package and put it on the shelf, so happy with myself, but darn it, I was still the same person. And when things got tough, I still reacted in the same way, even with my pretty little insight. And so I had to pull it off the shelf and look at it again. I had to own that that is my nature. That's how I react to things. But what I try to do now is not act so impulsively or defensively to know that that's how I am, that's what I do, and if I mess up, oh well, I try to own it. One of the best things about that is that when I could do that, I found people who loved me anyway and understood it and even let me apologize when I had that darn tendency to be me. It's about allowing myself to be genuine and allowing others to be genuine around me. So let's take another break here, and I can't wait to talk to you more. This is Healthy Wealthy You, 
and Dr. Camille. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Healthy Wealthy You will help you find the tools to become the best version of yourself. We'll explore all aspects of well-being, nutrition, lifestyle, fitness, mental health, relationships, family, work, finances. It's you living your best life. No matter what your current health or life obstacles, we want to help you cross that bridge to your new life. Our experience with food, nutrition, supplements, functional medicine, specific health issues, and every aspect of what it means to be truly healthy will provide something for every level of interest, bringing new twists on what you already know. We'll help you figure out why you haven't achieved your goals and learn strategies to help you create a personal approach that finally works for you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Healthy Wealthy You. If you have questions for Dr. Camille or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. Now, back to the show with Dr. Camille. Hi, this is Dr. Camille and Healthy Wealthy You. We're talking about creating changes in your life. And one thing we were saying is how we do one thing is how we do everything. So another example, we just were talking about how our emotions affect everything. Another is how we approach organization and systems. If we have trouble with this, it comes back to bite us over and over. It's hard to move forward. We're always cleaning up messes, both physically and the big life messes too. We have trouble gaining traction financially. We waste tremendous amounts of time. We might even eventually isolate ourselves because we're so overwhelmed by the choices we've made and how we've boxed our lives in. Structures can be walls. They can box us in or they can be walls that support the house we've built. Making those structures work for you instead of against you is key. Ideas are easy. It's what you create with them that counts. The structures that can make a difference between what we accomplish or whether we just allow another day to go by. If we're trying to change a habit or change a structure, if you're lying in bed, for example, and, and you know, you're saying, oh, I should work out, but you don't even know if you have an cl- extra clean pair of socks, chances are that you might decide to hit the snooze alarm, roll over in bed, 
and it waits yet another day. But if you're lying in bed and your workout clothes are in plain sight, ready to go, you're already partway there. And this is true with whatever you want to change. If you want to work less and spend more time with your family, start looking at the structures to help yourself do that. Be someone who prioritizes family over work. Maybe that means finding ways to economize so you don't need to to take a promotion you don't really want. Maybe it's talking to colleagues about changing your workflow. And maybe it's changing jobs or careers altogether. Um, Oh, I just noticed that we have Kristen on hold. So let's take another caller. This is really fun. I'm so glad everybody's calling in. Kristen? Hi. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. What is inspiring you today? Well, I absolutely love this topic, and I love the story you shared. So many gems in that. And I, I'm going back to something that you said that's, that's really important for me right now, and I'd love to hear more regarding discerning when you are looking at something from an old fear pattern and when you're, you know, kind of following your guidance. There's been a lot of collective fear and it's sort of the, we're all coming a little bit more from that right now. And and so what do you do to sort of be clear um, if you're making a decision from fear or from something, you know, more wise or a, a higher guiding principle? Well, one of the things that was in our story today from Kobe is the idea that sometimes fear and courage happen at the same time. And so sometimes maybe it's not about getting rid of the fear or or um, working through the fear, but it's sometimes, as he said, just Keep on going even if your legs are shaky. You know, st- have courage stand side by side with fear. Um, mm-hmm. Along with that, I really come back to this theme of knowing yourself. Because for me, I really, I really have a deep sense of what, where my problem areas are and where I tend to fail again and again. So I do a couple of things. Um, One is when I know that something is not my strength, when I know there's something that makes me feel uncomfortable or panicky, I try to keep people in my life who are good at that thing. Like like for me, for me, you know, I, I'm all about the medicine, I'm all about the passion, you know, but, but I also, because of it, I have to be a business person, and I hate that part of it. Like, like I, I can get panicky over, over some of those business aspects, so I just find really good people to, like, handle that for me so that I, I don't have to deal with it. And then on a personal level, um, I know... You know, I, I, I really know where my deep-seated pa- patterns are. I know what I react to. And I just, I really try to watch it when I'm interacting with someone and I say to myself, is this really something they are doing to me 
Or is this something that's just triggering those old feelings in me? And, um, and sometimes in the moment, that's hard to figure out. And sometimes I can even be kind of reactive about it. I think we all can. But it's really about if I've been reactive, coming back and cleaning it up later. Um, and it's about, it's about not projecting. It's, a, it's, not about project, it's about not projecting my patterns onto other people. Um, does that help, or do I need to be more specific in in what I'm saying? No, no, that that is helpful. I I love what you just said about fear and courage can coexist, and you walk through it anyway. Um, I I've noticed when I'm when I have an active fear response, sometimes I'll take it all the way through. What am I ultimately afraid of? And usually boils down to I'll die, <laughs> which we all will anyway. So sometimes that sort of takes the significance out of it for me and I'm able to move forward. So that, that was really helpful. Thank you. Well, and that comes back to those survival hormones. And, and you know, those, those are real. Those, those happen for us every day. And, um, you know, I mean, okay, I, I can't help being a biologist, but you know f- there are some people that that f- for them it 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 it's a huge trigger all day long, and it affects their lives on a regular basis. and And that's where you can even start to work with medical things, like like I've mentioned in, in a previous show, a product called Cortisol Manager, where it dampens down that cortisol. So if you if you're in a real pattern where like you know some like like say you're unemployed and you're really working on an issue of like, oh, I'm running out of money and I'm really worried about life. It's like, well, that's real cortisol that's pumping through your system all the time. That's, that, that's not a hypothetical. And so mm-hmm. even, even sometimes approaching it from a medical standpoint and say, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to talk about standing in the fear and, and having courage, but the reality is, is that, is that I've, got, I've got all these fear hormones pushing through my body. Well, there, there are ways of dampening that down. So, so you know, that can be an approach, too. Sometimes it's, it's, it's mental, and we can overcome it with our minds, and sometimes it's physical. And the thing about it is, is that all of those aspects are completely interchangeable mental, emotional, spiritual, um, uh, energetic, all, all, all of those are constantly interacting with each other. And, and spiritual is big too. It's like, what, it, what are your belief systems, you know, and how do I get through it? So if, you, if you're literally afraid that you're going to die, reach out to someone and and if it's just a feeling of it and it's triggering all that, well, we can manage that too. We can manage it on many different levels. That's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, I like the idea of of approaching it from all all different levels because it's it is very real once it shows up in your body as a stress response. Yeah. Great. Great. Anything else you want to say today, Kristen? I don't know. No, no, I'm good. I, I appreciate your suggestion. Thank you. Very Thank much. you so much. Thank you. 
So one of the things that's really important here um, is that we have to be true to our own natures, okay? Because our brains, our natures, like that that's what we have and that's what we have to work with. So trying to force ourselves against that makes every day a struggle. Um, um, I heard once that someone talked about treating our lives as a business. Do we show a profit at the end of the year? Did our business grow? Did we do something good for our community along the well uh, along the way? Netflix and chill is great and even necessary. We do need to rest our brains, but we can't make a way of life of that. If all we do is come home and have a glass of wine and recover from the day just to slog it out another day, that's not moving forward. So maybe what motivates us is our kids, giving them the best life, giving them the things we didn't have. That's a huge motivation. But it's also, you know, what makes it hard when you have a family, especially if you're a single parent, there's so little time. And, but that's what we need to keep our focus, to keep our motivation. Where we need to focus is on the small things, the self-care, the deep breaths. Taking a deep breath and carrying on is sometimes all we can do. But we need to keep our lives on moving forward. If you feel fear, as we said with Kristen, remember that courage and fear exist at the same time, side by side. We have to build something. We have to learn something. As Kobe Yamada said, if you want something new, create something new. Create what you wish existed. Take the biggest step that you can toward what you want. Then from there, take another step. It isn't. It isn't, it isn't, until it is. Determination creates its own possibilities. Lose yourself in what you love and find yourself there too. This is Dr. Camille and Healthy Wealthy You. Thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Healthy Wealthy You. Have a question but weren't able to get on the show today? Join us next week and call in. Until then, hold that inspiration. 